Hi, I'm Paul Lukakis, and you're listening to My 88. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the My 88 Podcast. My name is Wayne Sunks and I am excited about this episode because on my brekkie show during the week, I got to chat to the wonderful Paul Lukakis and this is the full interview just for you right now. So you better say boom, boom, let's go back to my room. listening to my 88 Wayne Tunks very excited today to chat to someone all the way over there in LA he had a number one song for five weeks here in Australia it is Mr. Paul Lukakis how are you today I'm great how are you very excited to chat to you how is it over there in LA we're very hot here in Australia at the moment well uh, the sun just came out and we had a bunch of rain for about I don't know, two or three weeks. That was pretty uh, catastrophic in California in some areas, not all of them, but uh, it's the sun came out. So, you know, it's a good thing. Happy days there. Uh, now, let's have a chat about your wonderful career because you really have done so much in your career. You started off as a model and then were discovered in an Italian nightclub. Tell us all about that and how weird that must have been for you. Well, um, yeah, I started as a dancer in New York City and then I started modeling in New York City. And then I had to, uh, my modeling agency was like, well, you need to go to Europe to get some, you know, pictures in your portfolio so i was like okay so i had an opportunity to go to milan so i went there and i was just you know making my rounds and you know hanging out at the discos like we you know us models do during in between appointments you know i just ran into some producers that liked the way i moved on the dance floor and then we had mutual friends that could kind of uh because they were italian producers so I needed a translator. So I had a, a a friend who could translate and he was, you know, a music producer. And he's like, could you sing? And I said, yeah, I was in the, in the choir and stuff. And I love to sing. And that was it. Then we went to his car and we all listened to some um, demos on the cassette tape that he had. And one of those demos was Boom Boom. And I picked that one out of like six or seven songs. Now, it was a great song, and when you first heard it, did you know that it was going to be as big as it was? I didn't. I High Energy was big at the time, and Dead or Alive, uh, which was one of my favorite bands at the time, was really big. And um, when I heard Boom Boom, I'm like, oh, that sounds a little like Dead or Alive. I really love that sound. I would want to do that one. So that's the one I chose out of the, the bunch of them. 
It was a big success all over the world. Uh, you know, it went to number one in South Africa and Japan, but it was biggest here in Australia. It was number one for five weeks. Why do you think we connected with it so well? I don't know. I think because it's kind of like a resorty kind of song. It was also big in like Club Med, and it first started to be really uh, big in Florida here in the United States, which is kind of like you know, a resort type of state, you know, where people go and, you know, vacation, you know, so it has that kind of like fun uh, college uh, spring break, you know, kind of uh, youthful feel at the time. And I think that's probably why it became so popular uh, at first. Yeah. And and I think it was a very camp song i hope you don't mind me saying that i say that with all the love in the world but we were loving a lot of camp songs in the 80s like we took divines you think you're a man higher than anywhere else in the world as well yeah you know i noticed that on the charts you know about australia and it was kind of like gay music you know because in a way because i was like you know man to man there was another song man to man parish that was you know top 10 over in australia and i'm like those are like and then Boom Boom was really big in the gay clubs at first and Divine, like you said. So I'm like, wow, it seems like it's very gay bar over there, <laughs> you know, which is which was kind of like underground feel. So that, you know, lent itself to all the other 80s songs as well. But especially Australia, it felt like it was like this underground gay bar pop. You know what I mean? That was really popular over there. So I thought that was really interesting myself. You have had a lot of fun here in Australia. I remember watching you in 2016 at that great 80s tour. Uh, I I chatted to uh, a real life recently about that tour as well. I've chatted to Steve from YYNE about that tour and everyone just had such a great time. Yeah, it was really great, you know, um, you know, because I've only had a couple of songs in the 80s that were popular. So I got to tour with a lot of other people that had one or two songs, you know, and what was great about that tour is I didn't, you know, I met people that I really admired that I never got to work with, you know, because we were from different countries, you know, like Lamal was from the UK and... um I don't know if that other guy was from uh, Canada and then maybe someone else was from, you know, the, the, you know, the Australia people that were, you know, the singers over there, like uh, Semi and Angel, that guy was from Australia. So I never, you know, and those songs were huge in America, you know, so, and they're a part of my history as just a, a gay guy, you know what I mean? Like in the clubs. So when I got to perform with them, um, I was like, it was like a highlight for me, you know, to, to be like, all of those memories came flooding back, you know, just like people tell me about boom, boom. I have the same memories about other songs. So, yeah. I, I bet. And I remember just seeing that show uh, and, you know, I was right up the front, took, took lots of photos and just really feeling the vibe of the crowd around it who just, I think every person in that whole theatre at the Enmore Theatre just sang Boom Boom. I think it was it's so great because, like, I know I was asking people that, you know, in the production, you know, how was the crowd out there? Because I knew it was great. And they were like, everybody just, you know, he's like, never seen a crowd like this before. Everybody, like, really, really wants to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think because they, you know, it's like uh, the nostalgia 
uh, and all the memories that people have from that, you know, time period. So uh, I think the crowd was like mostly of a certain age, you know, and they came and they really, really, really wanted to be there. So that was really great energy. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Now, I was doing some research and I didn't realize that you would work with Stock Aiken and Waterman. Yes, I did. Um, when I was working on my first album, um, I went to London because um, I was with Sire Records and uh, I was looking at producers to be on the album. And I did do a song and I think they they wrote the song and there was for this movie called The Fruit Machine and I didn't know much about it, but I just went there for the afternoon and recorded the song in like an hour. And um, that was it, you know, so that that's, that's my experience working with them. And I always wanted to work with them, uh, but it was just like a one-off chance. And I just like took it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, was, I was such a fan. So now I also love that you recorded a song called I need a hit in 2012. It feels that feels like something Australia would love because we are very uh, self-deprecating and dry in our humor as well. <laughs> yeah. That song, I, I did a song that I wrote called I need a vacation. And then this other song, I need a hit came around and my manager was like, Oh, I know the producers. I think we should do it. And I was just like, sounds a lot like I need a vacation, you know, um, but I was just like, okay, you know, who, who cares? You know, I'll just, I'll just do it. So then, that, yeah, that was like a, a more of a, like a really underground club kind of record. So yeah, it was, yeah, it has the, uh, fun to the title yeah. <laughs> so i'm just like all right why not great you've got a rainbow flag behind you you you're out and proud and is that really important for you to be in the music industry and be out and proud you know uh, the song rainbow i've always wanted to do it and uh, i mean i've had people around me and rainbow's more like you know it's 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 versatile it's you know Anybody can love it. Like, even when I was writing it, I was going, you know, I want a 10-year-old girl to be like, I want to hear that Rainbow song, even though it's it's about more about gay pride and all the great feelings that you have. But, you know, I've been kind of stifled a lot in my music career. Like, even recently, the people I had around me, they were always had the eye on more of a broad spectrum you know, and not being so gay oriented. And I was just like, well, you're either going to like the music or not. It doesn't really matter. So, but they were always, I always felt like stifled, even, you know, with the people who had around me in the 2000s and the, you know, 2010s even, you know, were like, no, it has to be, you know, a broader and you can't just be too gay. You know, they were always trying to stick, you know, women in my music videos, which I always wanted that, you know, to be versatile, because I, I think that's important in, in the world, especially in media. And, you know, I'm not like, you know, I don't, I'm not anti-straight, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm, I'm into everything, like, all, you know, women and men in my music videos, so in Boom Boom uh, 2007 remix in the video, I tried to do more of that kind of like male female thing, and uh, but they were always trying to push me more towards the other, and I was just like, so I feel like now that I'm not with a lot of those people anymore, that I could really just be myself, and um, you know still keep it in mind to be universal, 
which I think is important just for me, you know, because I don't hate any group or anything. So I think it's important to be universal, but it's just important for me to be like, hey, I know what I know and I want to give the people what they want. And, you know, rainbow is what it is. You can't, you know, and it's it's all about gay pride and, and enjoying yourself and, you know, friends forever. That's another um, word I have in the song. And it's, it's just all about, you know, friendship and love. Rainbow is out on streaming services at the moment. So why do you think people should have a listen to the song? It's just fun. You know, I was writing another song at the time and then like Rainbow kind of like popped into my head. And I was just like, and I wanted to just write a song about joy. You know, uh, my dog has just passed away. And even before I got my dog, I was just like, what gives me joy? And it was just really important for me to connect to that as a, as a as an adult. So I said, the one thing that gives me joy is having a dog. And I was like, okay. So I did that. And then the song came about and I was just that enjoys the word joys in the song a lot in the break. And I just, I just wanted to write a song about joy, you know? And I was just like, it was really important to me to be kind of fun and light and joy and simple and rainbow and that was what this song was about and i was just like i want to write about that and it must have a sense of freedom at the moment as well that you are working on your own things and you're in control of of your own career yes that part of it is very um necessity is the mother of invention you know so if i don't know how to do something i have to figure it out and even if it's on a small low budget level i don't really care about that as long as it kind of like is as polished as I can make it you know uh, so when you have a lot of, when I've had a lot of other people around me it's very stressful it's also to be because uh, you have someone else's uh, you know thing that they want to put on you I'm open to ideas I mean that part's great but the, the pressure and the stress of having other people in your life especially other people who like um, make money off of you you know, and when they don't make money, then it's pressure. And when they do make money, they're more in your face. And it's just kind of like, I've always had this kind of like, ick. Like, like if I go sometimes when I go to perform places, like I can go by myself. I've been doing this for 30 plus years. You know, I know how to protect myself. I know how to disappear. I know how to act like a secret agent. I know how to like, you know, be nice to people and talk to people. And, you know, I don't need someone else there, you know, making it kind of like more confusing <laughs> for everybody. It's not rocket science. You know what I mean? So sometimes when I have too many people around, it's just more confusing. At this stage in the game. At this stage in the game. You also appeared in Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes. Now, that must have been pretty exciting. Yes, I didn't get to meet him. um, But when they called about me being on the show, I remember it was just kind of like, I don't know if they called the day before or uh, the day of. And they were like, you know, my manager's like, you got to go down there. I'm like, okay, I'll just throw an outfit on and go down there. And, And I think one of the guys from the Cars or the Ramones 
I think it was the Ramones. He was introducing me on the show and it was just like, you know, something that it was in New York City and it was just something happened in one afternoon. I went down to the studio and there was this big film studio and they're like, I want you to fall down on the bed. And I was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> so it was just kind of like something that was thrown together. And, and yeah, and it turned out to be one of the original uh, clips that I still have today of, you know, in the 80s in uh, America anyway, that was in New York City. And the other footages that I have was, you know, probably one in Italy and uh, one in some other TV show. But that was like the New York City first really cool artsy thing that I did on video. So that was cool. Paul, thank you so much for chatting today. As I said, we absolutely love Boom Boom on the station and we're so excited to play it as much as possible, particularly now that we've got a great intro. Uh Play it, play it, play it. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting today. All right, thanks. This is my 88s.